0: Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Roseborough. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the word of God. So an alarming thing I've been noticing is the more and more Christians are embracing what I can only describe as like New Age paganism or New Age Gnostic concepts and uh, things that are forbidden in Scripture and then trying to smuggle them into the church. We recently did an episode of Fighting for the Faith just a few episodes back where we talked about Krista Smith, and she was interpreting omens, which is strictly forbidden by Scripture. Uh, But today we're going to be taking a look at David Crank of uh, you know of faith church st louis uh you know famous husband of nicole crank they are a power couple in the uh, secret driven nar kind of circles and he's going to be engaging in a practice known as numerology and he will even name it by name but here's the thing when it comes to numerology i don't know anything about it except for like numerology equals bad and, I, and so I've, I've invited a, uh, a friend and a guest on to uh, today's episode of Fighting for the Faith. Some of you are very familiar with her work. Uh, Doreen Virtue, uh, she's also a fellow YouTube content creator and uh, somebody who publishes uh, discernment work warning people about bad practices and beliefs in the body of Christ. Uh, Doreen, uh, good to have you on Fighting for the Faith. How have you been, my friend?
1: Thank you. It's great to be back. I appreciate all the work you do with your ministry. It's blessed me so much.
0: Uh, th- thank you, Doreen. And uh, so since we've last talked, uh, you've, uh, you've, you've graduated from seminary.
1: I did, and this was something I did just because I needed to learn how to rightly divide God's word and to get yeah. feedback that I really did understand the gospel. So I went to Western Seminary and got a master's in biblical and theological studies. It's fifty-six units, and I graduated. And I'm not boasting. This is a, this is a testament to God's new life and new heart with those who He saves. Uh, I got uh, highest honors, uh, straight A's mm. except for one B, and it just it blew my mind every time I got an A because. Before I was saved, I would have got straight Fs there because I didn't know. <laughs> right, I was yeah. I was misinterpreting the Bible. But through God's grace and mercy, I'm here as a saved person to talk about the new age practices, particularly new a- no, numerology uh, that's creeping into the church, and a lot of professing Christians do not know that.
0: Right, right. Now, I I need to make something clear. Even though you have a seminary, you're you're not taking a call to be a pastor in in some uh, leftist-leaning church, are you, anytime soon? (laughs) No, the
1: the number one reason I would leave a church is if there was a woman at the pulpit. I absolutely adhere to the biblical commandments and exhortations that we women are not here to instruct or have authority over men. Now there's no pulpit here. I'm not having authority over men. I'm sharing because I'm a former new age teacher and I have insight as a former new ager into seeing that just it's shocking how it's creeping into the church. I think it's just a lot of Christians don't know.
0: Yeah, that it's 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 bizarre. I, yeah, I we just put out a video uh, on fighting for the faith of a, a woman with the the global awakening church or whatever, and and she was legitimately interpreting omens, you know, and uh, and I walk people through the biblical text that not only prohibit the the use of the 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 interpreting of omens. This is not the voice of God uh, speaking to us through numbers or coincidences and things like this, uh, it, and uh, and also gave two examples of wh- where things went really poorly, uh, you know, in Israel's history, when people, when kings in particular, uh, used the practice of reading omens. It was it's part of the f- abominable practices that God forbids. But people would look at Scripture in a kind of a narrow way uh, and say, "Well, the Bible doesn't explicitly forbid numerology, therefore it's okay for us." Uh, what would you say to somebody who would make an argument like that?
1: Well, this is the slippery slope fallacy that I see is people say, "Well, God's got repeating numbers in the Bible. He's got 7 and 12 and 40. Therefore, ipso mm-hmm. facto, then it's okay for me to use repeating numbers to get a personal private special revelation." And okay. and that's a that's a fallacy of logic as we know. Uh, we also know that people who are professing Christians try to take the verses and chapter numbers in the Bible, which were added in the 1500s. They're not divinely yeah. inspired numbers, but they'll do things like take their birth date and then try to plug it into chapters and numbers and say, that's my life verse. And, and, and someone who's born on April 3rd, 4-3 might go to Matthew and that's the devil talking. So we can see that that's not something that we should be doing at all. The Bible yeah. forbids divination. I was convicted and saved because I read Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, which is God speaking through Moses before they crossed the Jordan River saying, don't be like the Canaanites. Do not burn your children in the fire. Do not practice divination, mediumship or interpreting Mm -hmm. omens. And these were things, I w- I didn't burn children, of course, I've always been pro-life, but I was involved with divination and mediumship and interpreting signs and omens, personally mm-hmm. and professionally. And that passage broke me. It made me realize, as the passage said, that not only the practices are abominations, but the people who practice them are abominations. So yep. we have seen this numerology with people saying, well, because God has repeating numbers in the Bible, therefore... And you see that with signs and omens, people will go to Gideon and the fleece and they'll say, well, he used that as a sign, so therefore I can use signs. And they just twist scripture to justify yeah. doing con- condemned pagan divination practices.
0: You know, at the at the end of the day, um, and correct me if I'm wrong in, in my understanding, because this might be an overly simplistic way of of looking at this. When I look at the reading of omens or numerology or s- particular practices that you know are, go along with that, those all seem to be part of the mechanism of a broader uh, topic known as fortune telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, over and again, when I've seen people using practices that are forbidden. In scripture, they're always trying to use it to justify some kind of a prophetic utterance that re, re, that relates to somewhere in the near or the not-too-far future. Uh, is, is, am I correct in saying that numerology is one of the mechanisms used for fortune-telling in, in paganism?
1: Absolutely. It is fortune-telling. It is a form of divination. I would also say it's idolatry of the self. Mm-hmm even idolatry of numbers. And there's all these different um, methods that people even are charging for. And on TikTok, which I never go on to, but I'm aware of the trends, there's one. There's a Russian man who was imprisoned, a cult leader named, and I've got to grab his name here because it's a Russian name. It's Grabovoy, um, uh, it? Grabovoy. <laughs> okay, haven't so heard of him. Grabovoi codes, this is a big trend among people, including professing Christians, that you can actually speak these number codes and you can get whatever you want. There's even Grabovoi codes to get thicker hair. To There's a book on how to have more success in, the, in your job. Uh, uh-huh. So these are where you initiate the number code to speak it. Into, they call it the universe instead of God, to get what you want, kind of prophetic utterances. I, I've I w-
0: heard of things like this, like cheat codes for the universe to be yes. able to, so that you can manifest you know, better results in your life. I, I'd like to know what the cheat code is to get rid of gray hair without having to use dye. You know? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and, and there's what I was uh, kind of well known for before I was saved, and I've repented for this. I know God's forgiven me. Um, but it, it's still out there, you know, my old books, if I can't get them out because they're licensed to others, they're yeah. not as sold as much, but one of the number, the books I was most known for was a book called angel numbers. And it mm. was a term I coined, I had an app where you would look for repeating numbers in on license plates and receipts and phone numbers. And, and that we said that that is a message from the angels. So if you see four, 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 it means something three, three, three. And the thing was we put um, in this book kind of biblical quotes and we put three is the Trinity. And and so it, it gives some credence So professing Christians who don't know their Bible do feel kind of safe because, oh, after all, three is the Trinity. And after all, angels are in the Bible. And that's how I was fooled, too.
0: Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, the way I see this is it comes down to a question of, Um, where has God's promise that his voice is going to be heard? And where has he forbidden us to listen for his voice? I I think it really comes down to something simple like that. And since God has forbidden fortune telling as a practice in, in total, including any mechanisms included in that would be, which would be like, you know, tarot cards or any kind of Uh, You know, astrology or even numerology, all for the purpose of fortune telling. That that we can we can definitively say that those who know their Bible know for sure that God isn't going to be speaking, you know, in these ways at all. And where the only place where we can go where we know we're hearing God's voice without any question is the actual Scriptures themselves. So when we look in the Scriptures, it's true. uh, uh, Prominent numbers throughout the Scripture: three. Seven twelve forty these are prominently featured numbers that repeat themselves throughout the scripture. However, this does not justify any kind of fortune-telling practices that would be based upon interpreting numbers. Uh, a better way to look at it is that God's Bible, his word, has a way of hyperlinking to itself. And so those uh, those when you see words like that, they're invoking other passages of scripture, which are kind of inviting you to a fuller reading of the biblical texts and looking for that meaning in Christ, not in yourself. So uh, when when we talk about fortune telling, uh, one of the things that I cannot get away get away from is this idea that fortune telling in as as a practice is extremely narcissistic. I am so important, and my future is so important that I need to get an inside track on so that I can know what to expect is what is coming in the future because it's it's really all about me. Is 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 there really a, a feeding of a narcissistic tendency? that we all have because of our fall into sin that uh, fortune telling plays into?
1: There's absolutely narcissism. It's all about me. It's all about what is in it for me in the future. It's a lack of trust in God and God's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And what we see is that the people who are numerologists are acting like false prophets that God warned about. And the false prophets always talk about oh, you're going to have uh, a job promotion. You're going to meet your soulmate. It's all about false promises, feel-good promises. It's tickling the ears. Where the true prophets in the Bible always talked about repentance and coming back to God's covenant.
0: Yeah, that that's a great distinction. Yeah, the, and the and the true prophets of the Old Testament were never really popular fellows. <laughs> they, no, <you> know, <laughs> no one wanted to be told they needed to repent and, and turn from their evil. Uh, you know, and so the a, a lot of them lost their lives kind of unexpectedly. I, not well, I'd say tragically quickly is a good way to put it. So l- let's let's take a look at the uh, the sound bite or video bite in question. Uh, I'm going to pull up my uh, whirl up my desktop here. And uh, we're going to head over to Faith Church St. Louis, and this was just posted uh, a few days ago, uh, and the name of it is How to Be a Yes Man. And uh, this is Pastor David Crank of faithchurch.com, uh, and um, we I've covered him for many years, but I've never seen him quite so open about the practice of numerology. And so we'll, we'll listen to it in its entirety and then, uh, and then I'll get your, uh, your feedback on it. But here we go.
2: This week, it's was, I was really kind of cool how quick our team is. The Lord spoke to me to give a word on that your season of no is over. Our team put together that Yes, Yes, Yes video. Could you give it up for our media team and ushers and every campus there in our City? Listen, thousands of people are at church today They're in St. Louis, and it just hasn't accidentally happen. But I want you to hear me today and know that this is not just a sermon. This is a prophetic word to you. God said that a lot of you have got no after no after no after no to where you've got inoculated to no. You're expecting no. And so here's what I want you to understand. You're getting ready to enter into August. How many of y'all are going to enter into August? That is the eighth month. Everybody shout the eighth month. Eight in numerology means new beginnings. Then that means that there's five months left in the year. You got August, September, October, November, December. Five means grace and favor. And so I'm expecting some people, you'll start seeing doors of opportunity prophetically. I speak it over you, opening now, but get ready. In the month of August, they're going to fly open. Where the door was closed, it was locked and it was blocked. Who's going with me on that? Where God is for you, who and what can be against you? No more no's and a whole lot of yes. Series of yes.
0: Uh, Doreen, um so that that's the uh, the the segment in question, and he invokes numerology. And numerology eight means new new beginnings. And then you got five months left, and so he's declaring, a kind of a cotton candy, generic ear scratching, you know, blue skies, smiling at me kind of prophecy. Uh, you know, if you walk into the month of August. Um, it was was that a biblical prophecy we just heard, and can can Christian pastors invoke numerology and and make prophetic utterances like this, or is this exactly the stuff you were doing when you were a new ager
1: yeah it's it's exactly in fact, I would post on my social media every August that it's the eighth month and eight being kind of that um you know, ever-ending circle was always mm-hmm. about, abu- in numerology circles, eight is about abundance. So I can see that he twisted it to say it's a new opportunity. And I, yeah. I even knew someone who had a personalized license plate of 888 saying that that would attract abundance to him. So this is very fleshly desires grounded and steeped in uh, paganism, occultism, even witchcraft, witches use numerology. Yeah. So this is, this is something that I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict Crank and and help him to see the error of his way and that he would repent publicly because he's misleading his flock with numerology. It's one of those doors that seem to be innocent to walk through, but it leads to deeper and darker occult practices if people walk through it.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can see that, you know, somebody sitting there and the, the obviously these the people who are attending Faith Church St. Louis do not know their bibles. If they knew their bibles, they would be fleeing this building recognizing that this this is a practice that is associated with an and and an, you know fortune telling and that that wasn't a prophecy that they heard. That wasn't the voice of God. This was no. a man specifically twisting and manipulating a a, a new age pagan fortune telling practice. For the purpose of making them, you know, feel like they have promises from God that God isn't actually obligated to perform, uh, you know. And so, as a result of this, I mean, it's thirty days: half September, April, June, and November. All the rest have thirty-one, except for February, which has twenty-eight. Right. So that being the case, uh, thirty-one days uh, in you know of of August, and they're they're that entire time they're expecting these things to happen to them. But God isn't going to make anything change no. in August like this. This is not a promise from God at all. Um, where, where does this leave people when um, promises have been made like this and then God doesn't deliver on said promises?
1: Well, that's just the thing. He, he's giving false hope, which um, 2 Timothy 4 talks about in the end times. We will see these false teachers with uh, tickling people's ears with false hope. And that's what I was doing before I was saved, regrettably. Um, the, the thing is that the only people who prosper by teaching numerology are those who t- sell tickets or write books about numerology. So he can promise yeah. all day long that August will be profitable for him and it will be for him but not for those who give him money because they think it's going to sow a seed and that there's some guaranteed blessing because it's the eighth month. It doesn't work that way. This is exactly what God was talking about in Deuteronomy with those who speak a prophecy that does not come true, that he said, that means it wasn't for me. And he actually yeah. in in Deuteronomy said that such false prophets should be killed. And this is just so troubling that David Crank, a professing Christian, would deceive his audience, I don't even want to call them his congregation, because it's not a church. Uh, And it's it's exactly like we used to do at the Mind, Body, Spirit New Age festivals. I can't believe that some of these so-called churches are operating just like we did in the New Age, but it's even more dangerous because they are pretending to be Christian, pretending to be biblical.
0: Yeah, and 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 so you invoked uh, Deuteronomy 18 and and uh, in, in fact, there's two passages in question here that I think are helpful in uh, Deuteronomy 18, you have this wonderful hang on a second here I need to pull this up so everybody can t- see this uh you 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 have you have the forbidding of particular practices. Um, and so you have the practice, uh, you, know, the, you know, when you come into the land Yahweh your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes. Numerology is a form of fortune telling. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, numerology is one of the mechanisms of fortune telling. So it falls under the prohibition there. Uh, anyone who interprets omens or who is a sorcerer, uh, a church, charmer, a medium, a necromancer, or anyone who inquires of the dead, this pretty much gets rid of uh, of a, a whole swath of particular types of paranormal shows on, on certain cable channels yes. as well. <laughs> you know, just saying. Uh, yeah. And whoever does these things, no, it's not that these practices are, on, only the practices are abominable, but whoever does these things is also an abomination to the Lord, the actual person. Is an abomination, and because of these abominations, Yahweh your God is driving them out from before you, and He shall be blameless before, uh, y- uh, uh, and you shall be blameless before Yahweh your God for these nations which you are about to dispossess. Listen to fortune tellers, and I think that's what David Crank just turned himself mm-hmm. into by invoking numerology uh, and diviners. But as for you, Yahweh your God has not allowed you to do this, and then you get to uh, the actual. Um, you know a, a amazing prophecy regarding Jesus Christ. Uh, and and with it, uh, what to do with false prophets. Uh, Yah- Yahweh your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. Uh, it is to him you shall listen. And this is Moses prophesying of Jesus. Just as you desired of Yahweh your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, let me not hear again the voice of Yahweh my God, or see this great fire any more lest I die. And Yahweh said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. Uh, but the prophet who presumes, and, and isn't there a, a whole ton of presumption going on when people are engaging in numerology and practices like fortune telling? I mean, it, it, the whole thing, the whole thing is just a whole bunch of presumption, presuming that this is how God speaks when he doesn't. But the prophet who who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die." And, and if you say in your heart, well, how may we know the word that Yahweh has not spoken? And people sit there and say, well, this doesn't apply today because, you know, a prophecy in the Old Testament is different. No, 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 no. The test is to tell whether or not this is a word that God hasn't spoken. That's how can we know for certain God hasn't spoken it? When a prophet speaks in the name of Yahweh, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that Yahweh has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and you need not be afraid of him, in other words. Um, You can invoke the civil justice code of ancient Israel if you were living in in that at the time, and uh, the person would be put to death for blasphemy, right? So... So, you, you are making the claim here that uh, because of what David Crank has done, saying that all these no's that you've come to expect, and that in August, God's going to turn are your no's into yeses, which is an absurd claim, by the way, um, that when that does not come true for people, this proves that he's not only a fortune teller and engaging in an abominable practice that then makes him an abomination to God, but this also clearly shows him to be a false prophet, correct?
1: That is absolutely correct. And he's, he, he said that God gave them his, this word, which mm-hmm. is, is even more shocking than what I normally hear from people who are teaching numerology. I mean, he's claiming that God gave him this word to give to others. And that is so beyond blasphemy. I'm literally speechless about that. And like yeah. you said, in, in God's word said, this is not from God because it's not true. How could mm-hmm. everyone in that audience have yeses all of August? That's not going to happen.
0: Yep. Now, here's the thing. Be careful what you say out loud, Doreen. The reason why, because I've noticed that when you say something like that, Satan sits there and goes, "Challenge accepted." Okay, Mm -hmm. because you're going to note in churches like this, they're always fishing for and soliciting people to give testimony that will then validate what the person said. So you know, it's kind of like you know, when I was uh, when I was in grade school, I was a Cub Scout, right, and and so uh, we would go to Cub Scout meetings, and we would have these big shindigs uh, every every so often. And people would bake cakes. So this is the 1970s; they still allowed things like this. They would bake cakes, and then we would have uh, we would have raffles. Uh, you people would buy raffle tickets for the purpose of possibly winning one of the delicious cakes that was baked by the moms it was a way of helping to fund uh, you know the you know our our cub scout den so you know uh, always and again there seems to be somebody that has the winning raffle ticket when it comes to these you know these false prophecies. Although it didn't apply to anybody else except for this person, they'll find that person and and uh, and bring them up and says, "Oh man, David Crank told me that my uh, that all my nos would turn into yeses in the month of August." And wouldn't you know it, the the bank that for, that wouldn't uh, approve my car loan, approve my car loan, and now I have a new car. And and the and the company that that that, that you know I applied for and told me that they weren't going to hire me. They called me back and said I had the job. And so everyone's going to go woo. Ooh, yay! Right. Um, th- does that prove that he's a, a true prophet? Well, that's what's going to happen. Also,
1: in these kind of churches, is those who got all the no's in August. They'll be told it's their fault that they didn't have enough uh, faith.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is, by the way, is where the other text comes into play. I, I, I Now I remember where I was going. Listen to this one, because there's this a second text in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 13. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for Yahweh your God is testing you to know whether you love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all. Your soul, uh, and so I. The way I look at it is, is uh, if I'm if I'm correctly understanding this text, is that even when they find the one guy who won the golden ticket, right, and he, you know, he gets to go to Willy Wonka's uh, month of August of full <laughs> yeses. Okay, uh, you know, the, the guy who gets the golden ticket. That still proves that David Crank is a false prophet, because although David Crank didn't say from the stage, uh, in in numerology, the number eight means new beginnings, uh, and therefore let us worship Baal, he didn't say that. But what he did do is still engage in idolatry, because by invoking the practice of numerology and using it in a prophetic word, which really amounted to fortune telling, he is invoking a different deity than the deity of Scripture. And you'll note that within the cults, you know, think of Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Mormons believe in Jesus, but do Mormons believe in the biblical Jesus, Doreen?
1: That's right. Yeah. They use the same terms. And a lot of these false teachers, they'll take scripture and just twist it. And they engage in this practice also that is fortune telling called bibliomancy, where they Mm -hmm. teach people just to pray for a word from God and then just open the Bible to wherever it falls. And there's your message. And again, if you land on Matthew 4, (laughs) you might be reading something from the devil so this just makes no sense and it is divination it is idolatry it is um, something that's condemned Old Testament and New Testament because I get the same argument that oh that's the old covenant Jesus fulfilled that but when we look at Acts 16 16, where the psychic girl Mm -hmm. is is condemned we look at Acts 19 where the sorcerers are burning all their divination sorcery books etc we look at revelation where the idolaters are cast out and not, not part of the new heaven, and new earth. So this is yeah. something that all Christians need to be concerned about and watch out for that includes yeah. uh, reading your horoscope would be in the same category. The Enneagram where you're identifying as an Enneatype number, your mm-hmm. identity is either that you're a child of God or you're not. That's the only identity that
0: matters. Right. I, my identity is in Christ. Uh, I have no other identity outside mm-hmm. of him that, that, that is worth pointing to except for a sinner. Um, so, so the idea then is, he, although David Crank did not invoke the name of a false god, he invoked a practice that the true God has forbidden. And his ins- and said that you know that he's receiving uh, you know from the Holy Spirit a prophecy to give to everybody, which then means he's actually worshiping a different deity. But you're going to note within the New Testament itself, uh, you know, First Corinthians 10:14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's not an old covenant command. That's a new covenant uh, command here. And you're going to note that the, the Ten Commandments still apply to Christians. Uh, the first commandment is you will have no other gods. That means that we should fear, love, and trust in the true God. Uh, not in a God of our own making. And so when people somehow ascribe to the true God practices or uh, ways of communication that God has forbidden, they are by definition engaging in idolatry because the deity that they're believing in and invoking is not the actual deity of Scripture.
1: Amen. Yeah. First Corinthians ten twenty-one summarizes it so beautifully. We cannot drink of the cup of the demons and the cup of the Lord. We cannot eat yeah. at the table of the demons and the table of the Lord. And and that is so important because the number of letters I get from professing Christians who want to argue that Christian liberty gives them the right to engage in numerology and other pagan practices. And that's not what Christian liberty is about at all. And they call me a legalist and a Pharisee because mm-hmm. these are practices that we need to condemn. Ephesians 5.11, of course, have no fellowship with these, these, this darkness, but instead expose it. That's what you do all the time with your ministry. And yep. we, we just we have to be so careful that we don't say that it's okay to blend paganism with Christianity. It's, it's mm-hmm. not. Christianity is a narrow path. It's the one way, there's only, Jesus is the only way, truth and life to the, our Father God to heaven. And not these pagan practices that seem like they feel good, people will argue, well, that it works, it makes me feel better about myself. But that's not the litmus test for whether it's no. God's will or not.
0: <laughs> no, in fact, that might actually be the litmus test for the demonic because every time I read God's holy law in the scriptures, I don't feel good about myself. Uh, and and the, yeah. the picture that comes back from the mirror of God's holy law is that I am a sinner in need of a Savior desperately. Uh, in fact, I, the longer I've lived as a Christian, uh, the less appealing myself is to myself, uh, and, uh, and the more I recognize that I'm legitimately the problem of my own life. Uh, you know and that uh, sin is not a problem out there sin's a problem in here uh, l- let me but let me pull this up here uh, and so the the text you invoked was first uh, first uh, corinthians 10 uh, listen to what uh what paul says uh, talking about uh you know the sacrifices of the pagan world when they sacrifice to idols and paul says i i imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to god i do not want you to be participants with demons You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons, and you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Uh, I would note that uh, being an abominable practice, uh, numerology, um, uh, I I hate to say this, uh, but I think this is true, will oftentimes put you in touch with and in communication with not God the Holy Spirit. But with the demonic realm, am I am I speaking hyperbole or am I correct in saying that when you invoke numerology and fortune tellings and you're expecting things like this, you're not dialing, uh, you know, you're not dialing God in heaven, you're dialing a 666 area code and the thing connecting on the other line is actually the devil or the demons. Am I wrong in saying that, Doreen?
1: You're absolutely correct. And I think it's one of the reasons for God's commandments against these fortune telling and divination is to protect us. From mm-hmm. the voice of the demons who can mimic our deceased loved ones, they can mimic. People will say it's the Holy Spirit. They'll say it's the voice of God or an angel, and that and it'll mix in truth and lies. It's basically Genesis three over and over again, where yeah. you know, the devil will say you can have this special knowledge, this special wisdom, this secret that no one else knows, and people are just drawn to that.
0: Yeah you yeah. we want we want to have the thing we're not supposed to have as if we know better for ourselves than what God says I, a real prophecy was one given by the apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 4 and here's here's what he says the holy spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to the deceit, deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons and uh it, it, i <laughs> I have been. I've had a front row seat for watching evangelicalism completely implode, um, and uh, when you have a megachurch pastor who has uh, a pretty significant platform and uh, a notable, uh, you know, television ministry on several notable Christian television stations, invoking numerology and using it, I I cannot help but think that. Uh, that what he ended up doing there was fulfilling this prophecy that God the Holy Spirit warned us about. And uh, by jumping in and using numerology and claiming it's the voice of God, he is instead, uh, he's devoted himself to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons for real. Uh, Have I miscategorized uh, David Crank's ministry at all here, Doreen?
1: Um, That's exactly right. It's horrifying. It really is. He validated this very dangerous, spiritually dangerous practice. And people will think it's safe now because their pastor talked about it. And the pastor said God gave it to him. So therefore it must be okay. And people will go on their merry way into numerology, but that always leads to other practices. People are never satisfied with just a little bit of paganism. They always go down the path. I've met so many people who said they started out with something that seemed innocent, like numerology or Reiki energy or... You know, angel cards, and then the, through the years they got into witchcraft and Satanism, and we okay. have to just warn people right at the outset to stay away from this. The Bible is sufficient; everything we need to know is in God's Word, and we need to be in God's Word every day so we can recognize these false teachings.
0: Indeed, I, and I, I would just add to that. You know, I remember uh, you know several conversations I've had with Jesse Westwood, who you know graduated mm. from the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And uh, he has made a point and he's even made the point on his uh, YouTube channel so many of the alumni from his graduating class and and you know around the time of his graduating class they're they're no longer practicing Christians and a notable number of them are now fully in you know steeped in the in the new age and uh, they're openly, uh, pagan and new age in their practices. And it was Bethel, the school of supernatural ministry uh, in the physics of heaven, which basically was the gateway drug for them to walk out of Christianity and into the new age. Um, so yeah, no, I it it's absolutely troubling the days that we live in when pastors are invoking new age practices as if somehow that they can be redeemed by God the Holy Spirit when God the Holy Spirit through his word has forbidden these and said that they are abominable and those who do them are abominable. Uh, Any last thoughts then as we uh, wrap up our quick discussion on numerology?
1: Well, again, I'm going to repeat myself. The latest Ligonier um, study about the survey of the state of theology showed that people are not reading their Bible at all. I mean, the statistics yeah. are actually depressing. Um, but we need to be encouraging people that the Bible is alive. Uh, it, is, it is so convicting, as you talked about. It shows you what we need to work on. It's everything we need. I read it every single morning without fail. And then at night, my husband and I listen to a book of the Bible every night. And unless you're in the Bible, you're going to be just influenced by false teachers like this video that you've shown, by the world, by fleshly desires. There's so much pull on us to go down that path that we need to arm ourselves with the armor of God, which includes daily Bible reading.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're not reading your word, you are legitimately making yourself easy pickings. For the demons, as, you know, and I would note that the days have are they have become far more deceitful. Uh, you know, somebody asked me recently, you know, you know, what's the difference now, you know, in what's going on in the church as compared to like when I first started fighting for the faith, and this is going on a long, long time ago, uh, not quite two decades, uh, but uh, you know, it'll uh, it'll be there before too long, about fifteen years now. And uh, one of the things I noted is that um, when I first started fighting for the faith. There was a tendency within evangelicalism to kind of follow certain fads, and they would follow a fad and go this way, and everybody seemed to go in that direction. But the day we're living in, it's as if like every single childhood disease and heresy that the ancient church suffered from, they've all come back all at the same time and on any given day of the week i i just i cannot i don't i can't focus on you know on, on only one i can pick one and then mm-hmm. i got to get on to the other ones because it, it it's like fighting a you know a 50 front war i i have never seen anything like it and it's only getting worse uh you know what what are your thoughts about the state mm-hmm. of the church yeah. I, you know having read the Ligonier uh, study
1: yeah it's it is it's scary i get letters from people every day showing me videos of people at church pulpits teaching shocking untruths. And I can't can't keep up with it. It's just all Uh, we can do is share the gospel and point people to His Word.
0: That's right. That's right. And so, a a good way to put it is that there's a million different ways to counterfeit, but there's only one truth. And uh, there's only one genuine article, and you're going to find it in God's Word. And and yeah, it it might actually require you to read. It might require you to study. It might require you to go to a library and check out a book. It might require you to be in dialogue with the ancient church. But uh, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. One of the things I'm, I'm hoping to do in the near future is uh, I, I'm going to pick one of the most difficult passages in all of Scripture. And that's Ezekiel 1. Uh, that's the one where the New Agers claim that you know Jesus shows up in a UFO, and the wheel within a wheel and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I'm going to unpack that. And demonstrate that there is a way of understanding this, but it's you got to put all the nonsense away, and you have to let the Scripture interpret the Scripture so that you can understand what's going on there, and then show you how the ancient church understood that text. I think taking one of the most difficult texts in all of Scripture, and then giving somebody a methodology for how to work through it, I think... That it might be helpful and inspire some people to think, oh, you know what? Maybe the Bible is more approachable than I think. It's it's definitely not as hard as a Rubik's Cube, that's for sure. Uh, but it does require a little bit of digging and a little bit of humbling yourself because your intuition is most likely going to lead you astray. You have to learn from those who've gone before us so that you can listen to the voice of Scripture and how the churches and use those biblical texts to comfort them in their times of trial while they sojourn through this life like we are so
1: it's so true yeah it's all about trusting the Lord with your future not trying to predict or control your future
0: yeah, I listen. I don't, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Um, and I definitely couldn't tell you what I'm going to have for dinner tomorrow night. So, you know, I, 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 my days are all in the Lord's hands and I, He can be trusted. I mean, the, the reality is, is that uh, uh, the scriptures are described as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, which basically you have to think old school here. We're used to flashlights, right? Uh, but back in the day when they didn't have flashlights, if you, ha- if you lit a lamp and you were walking in the dark, you had just enough light for your next step. And so I think that's a good way to think about it, is is that God's word will always give us just enough light for our next step but it's not going to give us the broad view of history as we walk through the valley of, sh- of the shadow of death so we know what our future is. I know what the future holds, by the way. Jesus is going to return in glory to judge the living and the dead. He's going to put an end to Satan, throw him, throw him into the lake of fire along with death, a new heavens, new earth, uh, marriage feast of the Lamb in a world without end, and no sin, no pain, no death. It's going to be glorious. I know all about the future. <laughs> It's all we need to know, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's the leading up to it that I don't. Uh, the, the details get really fuzzy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, but I do know the future, and that's not fortune telling. That's that's prophecy that we can go to the bank on. So. And it's that hope of the future that has uh, given Christians the strength necessary to even be willing to lay down their lives in their confession of Christ. So, well, Dorian, thank you for your time. Like I said, I I don't know much about numerology, but uh, I I needed somebody who who knows the ins and outs of it to you know to make sure that I I wasn't leading anybody astray in my criticism of numerology because last thing you want to do is like incorrectly describe the error that you're that you're trying. warn everybody about. So th- thank you for uh, carving out a little bit of time on short notice mm-hmm. and coming on Fighting for the Faith. And uh, we'll put a link down to your YouTube channel so that uh, people can also uh, benefit from the work that you're doing there in warning the body of Christ. And your expertise is, is, is you know, comes from your experience in the, uh, in the New Age world. So again, thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Stay on. We'll talk and I'm just going to sign off with the audience and we'll come Mm -hmm. back and talk here in a second here. So if you found this to be helpful, all the information on how you can share the video is down below in the description. And let me say a quick thank you for all the people who support Fighting for the Faith financially. You make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing. If you would like to join our crew and support us financially, all the information on how you can join our crew is down below. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and His vitality. Carry death on the cross, for all of your sins. Amen.